Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us for the Faces of Business. And with me today, I've got Don Williams. And I'm sorry, Don, I caught you right in the middle of getting a drink of water for getting going here. But thanks for being with us today. I'm sorry my face was thirsty and, and I needed a drink to get started. I'm, I, I apologize. And next time, I'll, I'll just stay dry. I promise. <laughs> no, that's quite all right because you're going to see me drink a lot of water while we do this. Because <laughs> it's... Uh, we, we usually have fun and it, it, you know, when you're talking, you're talking, you need some water to keep it going. So, well, I'm really excited to have you here today, Don, because, you know, as, as uh, many people may know, uh, Don Williams Global, what you do now to help people really wow their customers and, and as you say, romance the customer is, is something I think is, is A, needed in the world, but B, really cool. And uh, to hear your story about how you built other businesses and how you've been able to to now follow your passion, showing others how to do this and how to drive sales like we were just talking for before we got on here. So. Well, you, you know, the thing about driving sales is um, uh, so I think like a like college football or the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, their main strategy is score, you know, 50 or 60 points. And, yeah. and we'll play some defense and special teams too. And I'm, I'm not knocking them. They have a great defense and a great special team, but really their strategy is let's just outscore. And, um, and if you apply that to business, that just means, Hey, let's go sell more. And I would argue that if your sales are healthy and growing, you know, that takes care of about half the problems in a business and, and then with healthy and growing sales, you can afford to fix everything else. Yep. It's hard to fix everything when you're when your pockets are empty. So yeah, um sure. so I, I love I love to work on the sales side. I know the other stuff, but um I generally enlist a partner on that. I want to work on the sales side. That's for sure. And you know, sales sol sales solves problems. That's for sure. No doubt. It no will doubt. create them. It will create them too. I mean, on the other side, it will create them. But when you don't have enough, the sales solve problems. That's for sure. And and when you're talking about it, let, let's so let's let's first of all let's start in your background a little bit. I mean, you've been selling for more than a few weeks now, and can you kind of tell us how you figured out that? Hey, I like selling stuff. I like helping people find what they need. I think that I think you break, bring up a good point, helping people. So, um, so I'll start in the beginning. So when I was released from the Mexican jail in Tijuana, no, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Um, so, uh, I started out at 19 as a college student and, um, and within the first year I was the top salesman in the country out of 450 sales reps. And then they they did something that worked out really well for them, but it generally doesn't work out well for a company. I was the top sales manager, so best numbers, best sales, and also the kind that promoted other sales managers, which, you know, you got to ask your question, are you really leading if you're not developing other leaders? Yes. And, and I'll argue the answer is no, you're not. But, um, and so they took the, the best salesman and then they promoted me to be a sales manager. And most times that is a bad move. It is. You, you lose a great salesperson, you get a, um, I'll just say less than great sales yeah, manager. Yeah. And, um, but it worked out for them because within six months I was the top sales manager out of 40 offices and, and the kind of guy who had the best numbers and the best dollars and promoted yeah. other people. And um, all my life, really people have said, man, you're a great salesperson. And, I've always kind of deflected that and said, you know, people like to buy from me and I just let them. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I ever made anybody do anything. 
I don't think you even can. I think no. you can make it easy to do something, but you can't really make people do anything. And so, um, you know, romancing your customers about, think about the romantic journey. Um, I, I'm the best husband. I'm the best spouse. I'm the best mate. I'm the best boyfriend. I'm the best partner. Okay. When I'm seeing things from my counterpart's point of view and I'm the best salesman when I see things from my prospect's point of view. And, and that takes you back to, you know, stop selling and start helping. And, yeah. and if what you're selling doesn't help, you know, find something that does help and yeah. go sell that. Um, so, uh, so that, that's kind of the early years after uh, the Tijuana jail. All right. All right. And I'm sure there were lessons learned there as well, but yeah, uh, stay out of a Tijuana yeah, jail. Yeah, Lesson yeah. number one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be the, the one. So when you, when you're in the, doing that, what, what did you really think that you were doing that others weren't doing? Because, you know, obviously you were at the top of the class kind of thing in, in what you were doing. So what did you see that the new salespeople coming in really didn't grasp about the selling process that you were able to a either instill in them or that you were doing that they weren't? So, um, great question. I, to me, it always, I used to say I'm, I'm a very sincere person and, you know, sincerity comes from, I think the Greek is two words, sin and Sarah. And, it was a uh, it was a wax seal put on a vase that certified that it had not been repaired. Okay, and so this dates way you know thousands of years ago, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so I've always been um, today. I would use the word authentic. I'm, I I am who I am. I'm not who I'm not, and most people um like me and I, and I will offer this to the audience most people will like the real you yes on the other hand they will not like a facade they will not like a a false you and they won't even know why but but it's true they won't and the, and will everybody no everybody won't you know, and, and I, I mean, I tell my clients until you have a couple of haters, you're not marketing hard enough, you know, because yeah. um, everybody's not going to, there's going to be some personality conflicts, but, but that's okay. You don't need everybody to love you. You don't need everybody to trust you. You don't even need everybody to buy from you. Mm -hmm. If you, if you look at your market, whatever business you're in, you need a little itty bitty sliver of all of the people who buy what you sell to buy from you to provide for you and your family and your business. And, um, so the vast majority of what everybody does is unsuccessful. Um, but, but it, you don't have to win every time you just yeah. have to win, you know, enough. And then, you know, one thing I tell clients is this is so if you're counting what's your conversion, so I have a consistent stream of qualified leads and to me, in romancing, that's better date or more dates. Mm -hmm. I have to have enough dates, okay? And then, uh, you know, how you're converting, that's being a better dater, okay? So once I, once I have a consistent stream of qualified leads or more dates, then I have to become a better dater to where I win more of those. And, um, you know, so if you're, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. Let's, let's say you're in an industry and you legitimately have a two out of 10 conversion, okay? Which many companies do not experience that, mm -hmm. okay? Well, let's just say you do, you win two out of 10 times. If, if, if with a little bit of smarts and a lot of heart, we can go from two out of 10 to three out of 10, that's a 50% lift in revenue. Uh, and let me say that again. 50% lift by closing one more out of 10. If you do two more out of 10, you have doubled your business. And in one of my early businesses way back, I'm 60 years young, um, way back in one of my early businesses, I tripled 
my business in four days. <laughs> I learned one thing in four days that we were doing this much business and immediately thereafter we were doing this much business. And, you know, you see scaling is a real popular word. And yeah, if you, yeah. if you search Google, you know, man, I mean, it's, it's a really popular word today, but all scaling is, let me make it real simple. It's just, how do I multiply my sales? Mm -hmm. You can figure everything else out. You can get people to help with that. My, you know, my clients who I, all my clients would say this, um, we weren't selling the way we wanted to. We hired Don. He is painfully expensive and worth every penny. And so, but then when you have the money, you can go figure everything else out. And, yep. and even if they're looking for operational help or financial help or whatever, I bring somebody else in because while I can do it, I just don't want to. I yeah. just want to help bring the money. Yeah. Okay. Help me help you. There was a movie about that. A little different. Oh, no. It was about the money, too. It was yeah. about the money. Help the me money. help you. And um, uh, it can be fun and easy. It doesn't have to be hard. And you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night worrying and wondering. Yeah, because, you know, you, you make it evidently clear with your example there it, it you don't have to talk to more leads you just have to close if you can convert more leads you're doing you, you know you can increase your business an awful lot so one of the things that and i'm not good at sales i'll just say that right now i'm not that great at sales uh, if you even just think about why you're not why somebody's not buying for you, why you didn't make it easy enough so they could buy from you if they wanted to, you know, and work on that, making it easier, making it easier to make the decision more clear, you know, of what you want to do. You can do a lot, as you said, triple your business in four days because you don't really need more leads. You just need to have more of the people that you're talking to buying from you. As long as you start out with that consistent stream of qualified leads, Yes. Then it's all about the better dating. If you don't have the consistent stream, then we need more dates. You know, we yep. need to bump that up. Okay. But, but all of it falls on one end, the other, or both. Okay. And then I think something people don't realize is this. I don't care if you sell subway sandwiches or submarines to the United States Navy, your buyer wants it easy, fast, and fun. And so look at, look at your sales process. Is it easy? Is it easy for them? Is it fast? We live in a world where, where people have no patience. Yeah. None at all. You know, uh, Amazon, I, I ordered a ton of stuff today and, um, you know, you, you type in what you want, you hit click. It brings you up about a bazillion choices, but Amazon's smart enough to say, our choice is this, mm -hmm. okay, and you click it, and a couple of days later, it's on your porch. Yeah. Now, that's easy, and that's fast. I don't know if it's fun, but two out of three ain't bad. That's for sure. You know, and if you think your number one competition, if you think people aren't comparing the Amazon buying experience to the buying experience of your product or service, you are fooling yourself. That is exactly the standard they're holding you to. And I don't care if you sell something that's consultative and takes a long time. Yep. Okay. And, and a service, not a product. I don't care. They, people are comparing you to the gold standard of easy, easy and fast anyway yeah. of Amazon. And for some people it is, you know, I would much rather shop, Personally, I would much rather buy on Amazon than go to one store ever. Yes. I just don't want to go. Okay. And so it's fun for me to be able to do, I mean, I ordered three cameras, two mics, boom stands, outfitting a whole new studio today, thousands of dollars of stuff. Okay. It, today is Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. It's all be here Friday. Yeah. Okay. Easy peasy. 
is your selling process easy peasy? And if it's not, you're costing yourself business. That's that, for sure. It's, it's that simple. That is for sure. And that's where, you know, when we're talking with, in some of the work we do, we're working with manufacturers to, to adopt e-commerce techniques into their business. Cause manufacturers are one of the, the, the industry sectors that really got hammered in, in the last year. And that accelerated the, the adoption of, of some of these more digital techniques to, to get them closer with their customers. And one of the things that they're have, struggling with is as quite honestly is that was a, always a face-to-face -face thing right it's always a face-to-face -face thing and what pieces of it can you can you make fast and easy for them and still keep the the personal interface and the technical interface that you need to do on some of that stuff but it is interesting how that gold standard is propagating itself absolutely everywhere absolutely everywhere I read someplace the other day that in 1997, and I, and I may have the date wrong, but but 1990 something, Jeff Bezos delivered the millionth package personally in 1997, and I think I think it said it takes two hours of any day to deliver 1 million Amazon packages. So yes. they're, they're delivering 12 million packages a day. And, you know, if your sales process, if you have to think about, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it happen? Bah, 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 bah. You haven't thought it through enough. It needs to be so easy, so simple, so, you know, think about an engine. It's an engine got to have oil. It's got to be smooth. It's got to be lubricated. It's got to be easy. And, you know, most companies that scale have a sales engine. Mm -hmm. they, they can put their foot on the accelerator and things speed up. Okay. It's in their control, you know, how much business they do. And, that, and that's achievable for, everybody in every business. I don't care if you're hundred percent digital or hundred percent brick and mortar, you know, um, perfection. I don't know how to be perfect, um, at anything, but I do know how to improve. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's where you win the battle is just improve. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. And, and I think you're right. And I actually think knowing both of them, I think selling digitally is harder in a lot of instances than it is in person, because in person we can adapt to the other person's uh, personality. We can feel the conversation, change the words that we use based on how it's going, feel the energy in the room, man, with digital, you have none of that. It's just, no, it, you, you've already said your words. Yes. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree. So in, in my book, Romancing Your Customer, I talk about the, communication pyramid and how at the very top of the pyramid, the richest form of communication, okay, is three and a half feet apart, nose pointed at nose, knees pointed at knees, eyes on, okay, and a conversation. Because what happens there is I'm getting the audio from your voice live, okay, I'm my, my pause and my inflection is, is more pronounced there than anywhere. But even more fundamentally than that, my body is, um, and my mind are emitting energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. And your body and mind are emitting energy. And as human animals, our brains are reading everything that's happening and making a million decisions a split second about how I communicate. And so that's the richest form of communication and for um, complex and or very high value transactions, I always want to get face to face. Okay. So let's step one rung down. The next rung for richness and communication is what we're doing. We're doing video conferencing. This is uh, uh, StreamYard, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Okay. But it could be um, 
Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or it doesn't really matter. But video conferencing, I still I still get the visual feedback. Yeah. Okay. I still get a very rich audio experience. I don't get that personal energy. I'm missing that. But that's because you like, so where are you sitting today, Damon? I'm in my office. In your office and your office is in what city? Uh, Washington. What? Yeah, in Washington State. Yeah. I'm outside of Fort Worth, Texas. We are mm -hmm. a long ways away. Yeah. There's some benefit to the digital, but, yes. but what we lose is we lose that energy. Then you step down from that and you go just to audio. You go just to phone. Okay. And in phone, with, with verbal communication, I can still emote and you can still receive emotion. Okay. Um, but we lose the energy and we lose the visual part. Okay. And then the worst forms of communication period are anything that's in text. Yeah. A text, a chat, an oh. email, a letter, a whatever. And, and here's a good example. Way back um, when dirt was new, I had an office in um, Little Rock, I think. I had a lot of offices, but I think they were in Little Rock. And uh, I knew they were very busy. I'd called the office. Nobody answered. That meant they were helping customers, okay, mm -hmm. doing what they were supposed to be doing. So uh, back then, this was in, in the era of fax machines. So some of you kids won't even know what that is. Okay. But I took a piece of paper and I wrote call Dawn and I faxed it to the office. About an hour later, the manager, great guy, top producer, he calls me. And he's like, Oh, I know you're upset. And um, I'm so sorry, but we were so busy. And I'm like, why would, and I'm really not a person who gets upset very much. I was like, why would you think I was upset? And he said, because I got your fax. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And he said, well, your fax said call Dawn. And I was like, oh, it didn't say that. It said, call Dawn. Yeah. And, and so uh, you got to have written communication. You can't do contracts verbally. You can't do them with the shake. I mean, some of my best yeah. customers, I've done it with the shake of a hand, but I don't recommend that mm -hmm. to most people. And um, uh, so in, in the, in, from the book of Dawn, romancing your customer, I think the richest form of communications face-to-face than what we're doing, you know, video conferencing and it, the platform is, I'm platform agnostic as far as that goes. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then audio and then all the texts, um, you got to have them, you know, whether it's a letter or a contract or an SMS text, but th they're not very rich. No. Exactly. And, and while I can show you a lot of salespeople in America that are not hitting their numbers and you know, their number one excuse is I sent him an email and I'm like big rip. Yeah. You know, I get 300 legitimate emails a day. Okay. Don't have time to deal with them. You want to sell something, pick up the phone, mm -hmm. give them a call. Ask them if you, if you can't get together, Texas is pretty open right now. Some States aren't, but early on during the great stay home of Wuhan, Corona, whatever pandemic, we did an event where we took some high value prospects and we had an Italian wine tasting and we sent flights to their house and yep. did a zoom call. And, you know, guess what? We won some business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe what you sell is not priced where you can do that, but I bet you could have Grubhub bring a sub and, uh, and, and people will probably sit and talk with you for 30 minutes if you buy lunch, yeah. you know, just not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about watching, watching the, you learning from you is that you, ex you understand how those subtle things will make a huge difference in the amount of business you get. It's, it's easy. People are going to buy from somebody. Yeah, they are. They're going to spend all their money in the, in the wealthiest country in the world. 
like 50% of the households cannot put their hands on a thousand dollars. This is pre COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now what that means is this doesn't mean that they didn't make enough money. It just means they spent it. Mm-hmm. People like to spend money. Money doesn't really have any value. What I can get for money has a value. And whether that's a ski trip or, you know, a subway sandwich, it doesn't really matter. That's what, you know, is valuable to people. And so since they don't really even like their money, you just need to give them a reason why they should give it to you and own your product or service. It's it's as simple as that. And um, literally, psychologically, people need to buy, not just want to buy, not just love to buy, but psychologically need to buy. When you buy something, your brain releases a chemical, it releases some dopamine, and you feel good, okay? When you pull that credit card out, you write that check, you put that $100 bill on the table, you just feel good. And that's why you have people that are, everybody knows somebody who's a shopaholic, a woman who owns 87 purses of the same brand, or, you know, a guy who has, you know, every golf toy known to man, you know, and, and, but they're not, they're not owner-aholics. You ever met somebody who's an owner-aholic? Nah. What do you mean? Shopaholics. They're addicted mm-hmm. to the buy. They're not addicted to the own. Okay. Yeah. And everybody has a little bit of that. So um, so if they're going to buy, then I just have to beat my competition. And the good news in that, that's not that hard. Yeah. Because your competition, if I was going to rate the customer journey map, how easy, fun, and simple they make it for people to buy and how much they wow their customers ongoing, I'll bet on a scale of one to 10, they get about a four. And so, you know, if you live in the world of wow, if I have one here on my desk, but so I think the concept of wow starts at 11 on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best. Wow starts at 11 and goes on to infinity. Okay. And if you want to deliver wow experiences to your customers, it's about this simple. Just decide, I want to hear my customers say, wow. And your brain, the reticular activator in your brain, that part of your brain that when, um, When you hear or think of something for the first time, all of a sudden it becomes front of mind and your brain's working on how to make it happen, whether you are or not. Yep. It will start doing that and you'll start looking for ways. How can I make this experience with this customer knock their socks off? And you know what? Most of the time it doesn't cost any money. It's Mm -hmm. just, I want to deliver a phenomenal experience where when you are done, you say, wow, I love him and I want to buy a lot from him and I want to keep him around. Okay. And I want to introduce him to my friends. Okay. And if he's single to my girlfriend and I'm not, okay. But, but that kind of experience, and it's not that hard if you decide that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's for sure, because if you can get if you can get those those people past the point of they're just happy with you to they're ecstatic with what you've helped them buy or the what the feeling you've created with them, it's a whole different experience in 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 what they're they I, have. I tell you, you'll see the magic. Yeah, there you go. If <laughs> if you, if go. you deliver experiences to that level, you will see the magic. You'll be like, I don't know why we're selling so much more. We just are. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And I'm going to knock their socks off. I'm going to be, I think it was Milton Hershey. So Hershey yep. chocolate, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and I think he said something like this. This is not exact quote. I know too many quotes or kind of know too many quotes maybe. But something like this deliver the best quality. That'll be our advertising. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Deliver the best quality. That'll be our advertising. Yeah. Yeah. That is the best quality is the best advertising. 
No doubt. No yes, doubt. I, I work a lot with what I call scientists, pharmacists, physicians, engineer. I have a long list of engineer clients. Yeah. And, um, and so people that are very high IQ, I mean, literally mm -hmm. are scientists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But maybe they're a little lower EQ. Their emotional quotient is not as high as their intellectual quotient. And, um, you know, the thing is people buy emotionally. They don't buy logically. They don't buy intellectually. And so if I feel good about you, I can buy from you. And then before I do buy, I have to pass it by my brain and my brain, if it, if it's, you know, nonsensical, if it's stupid, my brain will say, veto, you may not buy. But as long as it's not nonsensical, as long as it has a shred of credibility, mm -hmm. my brain will say, well, I don't know, sounds pretty good to me. Okay. Heart, if you like it, I'm okay with it. Okay. And people will buy. And so, you know, whether, whether you need more dates or better dates or both, it's pretty simple. Just get to work on it. Just improve yeah, the, it. You're right. The equation is is simple when you look at it that way. A lot of people make things way. And I did this for most of my life. You know, I like to think of myself as intelligent and to play all the angles and to play chess, play four or five moves out. But um, at some point you get the paralysis of analysis. Yeah. You know, you're looking at things so hard, you just don't ever do anything. And mm -hmm. so... Um, Failure is actually your friend. Yeah. You know, you can't grow. You, you can't learn. You can't win, you know, if you don't fail. And then the, you know, the disclaimer there is don't fail huge. You yeah. know, yeah. Don't, don't bet the farm every day. Okay. Yeah. Fail uh, fast, fail often, fail small, you know, and, and then when you're better at, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that you're not comfortable, you know, and, and you see how it works out, you know, you can increase your, um, your parley, you can increase your wager, you can increase what's at risk. Yeah. Well, and you know, you said something there is fail fast, but don't fail big. And I think that's a lot of newer salespeople and I, hell, I did it a lot when I was new as you don't go for a decision or, or don't get to that decision point because you don't want to get the no. You want to keep go. Okay. Okay. Maybe, you know, just talking around it, talking around it, talking around it. Well, getting to that decision point with whoever you're talking to, if you, if you've done the right things up to it, there is a natural time when it is time to do, to decide, is this, is this going to be something or not? And a lot of people don't do that in the sales process because they're afraid of the no. And you end up wasting tons of time as salespeople by not just going to the, the decision point when it's appropriate and then accepting the decision because some you win, some you lose. Now we're going to move on. But if I don't ever get to that decision point, you waste a ton of time. You waste a ton of time and it's so, it's so frustrating. So I, I can't help it, you know, the romancing book was in my mind, you know, for years and years at some point you as the young, and I know romance comes in a lot of flavors. I'm 60 years old and came from Kansas. So I understand my point of view. Okay. But at some point you have to kiss the girl yes, or let her go. And in selling at some point, you have to ask for the sale or just let them go. Yep. It's, just, it's that simple. And, you know, my good friend, Nick Kuzmich, number one Facebook guy in the world, you know, he tells about sex with strangers. And he said, so many people in digital, you know, they don't do anything to invest in the relationship. And so literally it's like they're asking to have sex with strangers. And then they're yeah. shocked that it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, if you stop selling and you start helping, you'll learn what people need. You'll learn how your product or service can benefit them. 
you'll be able to accurately elocute how your product will benefit them. And, and then you just have to win the economic argument. Okay. Because, because there's going to be money involved. Okay. I mean, I'm kissing you or you're letting me go. That's the deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you won't win every time, but you don't have to win. Remember what we talked about? You don't have to win every time. You just have to win when you need to win. And, you know, if you sell financial services in the state of Washington, you know, there's probably 10 million households that are prospects for what you do. You don't have to make 10 million sales. You don't have to make a million sales. You don't have to make a hundred thousand. You don't even have to make 10,000. You need 100 quality clients. And so it's just, the world is a big place. It is. Okay. You know, if you, if you're Apple or Microsoft, you know, they roughly own 50% of the market each of a big market. You know, Bill Gates vision was a personal computer in every home. They never wavered from that. And in most of the developed world, that vision has come to fruition. Now they're not all Microsoft computers, half of them are mm-hmm. Apple. Okay. Mm-hmm. But doesn't matter. Okay. That was his vision. He wasn't successful. He didn't get a Microsoft computer in every house. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be, you don't yeah. have to hit that goal. Okay. The goal he hit, you know, he set aside a bazillion dollars for charity. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm not a bazillion, but it's been a long time since I read the number, a huge number. It's, it's a lot of millions. It's a lot of millions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, well, billions really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bigger than the gross domestic product of most countries on the planet. Yes. You know, and, and he only got about half of his goal. So you can feel sorry for him. Send Bill a dollar. Tell Don, tell Bill, Don said, send you a dollar because you only got about half your goal. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's for sure. Poor Bill. Yeah. But it, but you're right though. When you talk about it and, and people do, it's like, don't ever live or die on the one deal that you, you win or lose. It's, it's making sure that, that you understand that I've got this many opportunities. And if I continue to improve, improve the way that I'm selling and making it easier and faster and more fun, you will eventually get to that, that win rate that gets you to where you need to be. If you've got the right amount of date or right amount of opportunities for dates, as you said, and, uh, it, it is a game like that. And I still, the, the thing that's really amazed me, cause I've got a bit of gray hair as well. And I, I, I remember the days when we were still, you know, it was phone book selling. And in, yeah. in some of the places or the people that you knew or or when I was selling manufacturing kind of things, it was in the what the heck was it? It was the manufacturer's guide or something that we would go through and you'd yes. actually look to see manufacturers. Right. So so in the 90s, when I was in in the, the southeast and we were selling molded products, it it was literally that way. And, and you know, I'm still amazed today that people worry about competition because there is far more to worry about inside of your business and looking in the mirror in most, in most cases. Now, when you look at Microsoft or somebody like you're talking about that has the vast majority of the market share, maybe a little different, but then there is to the, to the competitor across the street and people are that still just blows me away well, I don't want to do that because my competitor might see that. And b- truth be known, your competitor is not even probably thinking about it. Even if they saw it, they were like, oh, that's nice. And walk right down the street and do whatever they're going to do the same day anyway. They're probably waking up at two o'clock in the morning worrying about their own deal. And so um, here's the funny thing about marketing. And so I've had clients over the years that they had a great marketing campaign and they were killing it. I'm like, okay, so let's double it. They're like, yeah. no, 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 my competition will find out. And I'm like, oh. Oh. Well, I'm like, okay, well, think about this a second. We can 
we can double, triple, quadruple, quintuple your business, or we can choose to keep it where it's at. They're still going to find out. Might yeah. take them, might take them a little longer, but they're still going to find out. And every great marketing campaign ever, somebody ripped off somebody with more money and more tools said, man, that campaign of Damon is rocking. Okay. Let's, um, and it's copyrighted. So we'll change this and we'll change yeah. that. We'll do this and we'll do that. And then we got a hundred times more money than Damon. And so we will blast the market. Okay. So the, the lesson there is this, if you got something that works, you have positive R O I, you are making money. Hey people, listen, there's only two reasons for any activity in a business. Only two, either it helps bring money in or it keeps money from going out. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something that doesn't fall in those two pillars, stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's the whole purpose of a business is like a shark. A shark does a couple of things. It swims, it eats. That's about it. Yep. Okay. A business Okay. I'm not saying don't bring your heart. Okay. I wrote the romancing book. I believe her in heart, but two things, bring dollars in, keep dollars from leaving. That's it. It doesn't fit under one of those two. Stop doing it. Yeah. That, that's, that is succinct and, and they are wise words. That's for sure. Because they won't teach you that at Harvard Business School, but they should. <laughs> they should. That's for sure. And like we said, we were talking about it a while ago here, is, is that I think that if you do help your people in the business focus on that and really understand it's that simple. It's that simple. It doesn't matter if I'm the truck driver, I'm the executive VP, or if I'm the person that, that's doing the janitorial work in the business. You all can do things that help those two things that make the company better. Everybody's on the sales team. Everybody's on the service team. It's all about customers. Mm -hmm. It's all about the customer all the time. That's for sure. That's for sure. So the man that teaches people how to wow their customer, what are the top couple things that you've ever seen someone do to wow their customer here's number one here's the number one failing i see okay so if i want something from your business and so i call you i do a form submission i do a live chat if i want something from your business maybe it's just an answer to a question but if i want that here's the question when do i want it Well, the answer is I wanted it at least one second before I asked you for it because I had the thought that I wanted it. And then I took an action to go get what I wanted. Yep. So here's the number one failing I see is that companies, their biz dev team, their customer care team, they follow up on those requests lackadaisically, when they get time, when they're done talking to Susie at the desk next door. Okay. And you're like, so, so let me explain to you the psychology. When I want information about an in-ground swimming pool or a new car or financial planner or sales trainer or anything, Most people in America, and I have clients all over the world, but let's just talk about America. Most people in America, they're going to reach out to two or three or four potential outlets for information. Yep. You know, the stats say there's 70% odds of which company they'll do the business with. Do you know which company it is? First one to respond. The first one they talk to. Yes. Not just respond. Talk. You to. just send an email. 
see my previous comment about you sent an email. Yeah. Big rep. Okay. They do 70% of the people do business with the first company they <laughs> speak words, use your words. So, you know, I'm a grandfather at this point. When my sons were in high school, they're 33 and 25 now, you know, and they would ask a girl for a date and they would do that on a text. And I was like, look, 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 I know I'm old as dirt and I know I can't possibly know anything, but let me just tell you, okay, on the woman thing, I probably know a little more than you do a little, little at, bit. at 16. Yeah. Um, and I was like, if you really want to do well, pick up the phone, call the girl. Okay. And, and think about the competition thing. So the competition is sending texts. Here's a guy who pick up the phone. So apply that to your business. Okay. Answer that response immediately. Mm -hmm. Start out with a thank you. Thank you for calling me. How can I serve you? Because it's all about you. Exactly. How can I help you? And then shut up and listen to what they have to say. Practice active listening. So active listening is not listening to reply. Active listening is listening to understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when I understand what you want, I can best position my product or service and the articulation of that product or service to where it's going to be appealing to you. And it's just, so the number one thing is be timely. Okay. And the, and the closer you can get that, go back to Amazon. Okay. I bought three video cameras, two mics, a whole, I'm another studio. I have studios, whole another studio set up today. Took me about two minutes to buy, to find everything, put it in the cart, had to change the ship to address. I don't want it shipped to me. I want it shipped to the location. Okay. About two minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's not that easy, fun, and simple, I suggest you work on getting it to be that easy, fun, and simple. Yeah. Yeah. So time is number one, and most companies fail horribly at that. Yeah. You know, they'll talk with um, a coworker before they'll talk to a prospect. Should never, ever happen. They'll talk with somebody on the phone and leave somebody in front of them waiting should never ever happen. You know, you do triage so I can talk to my girlfriend, my teammate, or a prospect. Remember, it's all about the customer. Prospects are pre-customers. Customers are customers. Okay. My girlfriend and my teammate are never going to be customers. Mm -hmm. And so the pecking order would be prospect, teammate, girlfriend. It is after all a business. We're trying to bring money in and keep money from going out. Okay. And so when we wear those glasses, we know what to do. Yeah. That's great. That's great. You know, the, I, I still, I giggle when I hear you say bring money in or keep money from going out. And I mean, that it's just, it's, it's so, so eloquent and so great to be able to, to use those words in that, in that fashion and just to explain what we need to be doing in business. And when you, when you explain the hierarchy of who we should be talking to, you're exactly right because people, instead of who they should be talking to, like you said, the prospect, the coworker, the girlfriend, they talk to who it's the most comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do I have time to talk about comfort zone physics? Yeah. Let's talk about it real quick. Okay. We're good. Yeah. It'd be great. Comfort zone physics. Here you go. <laughs> take your thumbs, put them together. Take your fingers, put them together. This is your comfort zone. Yeah. It's nice and comfortable in there. That's where my lazy boy is. That's where my favorite truck is. That's where, that's where all my stuff is. I like it there and I'm comfortable. So, the problem with it is this, all the good stuff is outside the circle. Yeah. Okay. And so I have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay. And here's what I find when I exit my comfort zone, when I step out of that circle, here's, here's comfort zone physics, people. 
your comfort zone grows. That is for sure. And then I get out the next time and my comfort zone grows. And then I get out the next time and my comfort zone grows. And at a certain point, you're like, how can I get out of my comfort zone today? How can I do something that scares the hooey out of me <laughs> today? Okay. And what you'll find. So I, I think I'm probably going to butcher this. Great piece of philosophy. You're far better, far stronger and far smarter than you think far better, stronger and smarter than you think. And I love that. And I think that's true of all human beings because we all have a little imposter syndrome. We all have a little doubt. Okay. Now, you know who that philosopher was? No. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> that's great. One of my others <laughs> is Dr. Zeus. Okay. Yeah. And so life and business and family can be pretty simple to be productive. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying don't, you know, try and try all the new stuff. I'm just saying, if you want to win, concentrate on the important pieces and everything else will take care of itself. This is true. This is true. Don, uh, that I mean that you ended it right there so so eloquently that this is a, this is, I think this is a great stopping point you know and um, I I'm so appreciative to be able to have you come and talk with us here today thank man. you 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 dropped a lot of great knowledge and I hope the the people listening enjoyed it half as much as I did because man every time I talk to you I I, I just I I get a kick out of it first of all and uh, because of the 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 simple way that you explain complex things that people need to understand and, and your attitude towards wowing customers and business and stuff is so, so refreshing. So if people want to get a hold of you, Don, what's the best way to do that? Send smoke signals to Fort Worth, Texas, and I'll watch the Western sky. No, no, no. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. So, so I met Damon online. Yes. And so we're an online initiated relationship, I think on LinkedIn, yes, maybe sir. one of the other platforms. I don't know. And so I'm, I'm everywhere online, but my website is dawnwilliamsglobal.com. And um, that's the easiest way to reach me. My email is really complicated. It's dawn at dawnwilliamsglobal.com. There we and, go. And, um, uh, and I think, you should talk to people the way they want to talk. So call me, email me, send me a smoke signal. I'm all about doing it from your point of view and, and helping you hit your goals. That's what fills my spirit and soul. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much today, Don. And if you hadn't heard, we have Don Williams with us here today on the Faces with Business. And I'm Damon Postalka from Exit Your Way. And we're just glad to be able to, to allow Don and us to have this conversation and share it with everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And we will see you again soon. Thank you. Bye.